0: Hey, Chad here, co-host of the Hillbilly and the Hipster. Tis the season to be giving and what better way to show your loved ones you care than with a gift from St. Galgano Armory. St. Galgano Armory is a veteran owned company that produces blacksmith merchandise that is both unique and meaningful. Everything is forged with the highest quality materials and craftsmanship. St. Galgano Armory's products are the perfect gift for the someone in your life who has everything. This Christmas... Give the gift that will last a lifetime a piece of St. Galgano Armory's handcrafted blacksmith merchandise, and yes, Andy, blacksmith apparel. And with every purchase, you're giving back to the community. A portion of every sale goes to a biblically based nonprofit that helps those in need. So this Christmas, make your gift giving truly special with St. Galgano Armory. Visit St. Galgano Armory online today at stgalganoarmory.etsy.com. St. Galgano Armory. Where faith meets forge. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and join with me, as always, my brother from another mother, Mr. Andy Crow. What What's up, dude? What's shaking, Andy?
1: So so we record on Thursday nights most of the time, right? Yeah you we know do. that because cause you're here. Um and so there's this thing called Thursday night football. Whether I agree with it or not, whether I like it or not, it happens. You're most of the time, watching it. I am most of the time the games are crap. Let's be honest. Uh, because it's a short week and they're just like, well, let's get it over with and you know, go eat a turkey leg. Uh again, all for turkey legs.
0: And so, it so sounds like life.
1: Yeah, right. So uh, as I was waiting for Chadwick to get done with his group so we could record, um, I'm watching this game, and it is the, the Raiders versus the Chargers, and if somebody could please let the Raiders know that the Chargers have families, because it was 42 to nothing at halftime. It was an absolute bloodbath. I feel bad for professional athletes who are paid way too much money. Like, what what are we doing? Al Davis is up there with a haircut that can only be described as, huh?
0: That's Mark. Al's dead.
1: Did I say Al? Sorry. Mark Davis is up. Either way, Al Davis had the same kind of weird haircut. Well, Mark jump Davis is up there. Al wore the yeah. jumpsuits, the Elvis jumpsuits. I'll give him the pass because of that. You know, Mark Davis is up with a haircut only could be described as, huh? you know, drinking his sparkling water just to to laugh at it. And I'm like, this poor coach is going to get fired at halftime. Half the Chargers players have kids that have to watch this.
0: Well, they're just prepping for Belichick. Oh, my goodness. If
1: they hire Belichick, I'll have to hate the Chargers even more.
0: I mean, that's the rumor I keep hearing. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Whenever I look at those rumors um, that Belichick's going to San Diego. But the thing is, I heard something today that said that um, so if the if the Pats get a quarterback in the draft, that they probably want to keep Belichick around instead of a new thing. And I was like, I think that made sense like 25 years ago, but not today,
1: because who knows?
0: I think Belichick's done. I don't think Belichick wants to stay in New England.
1: I I don't think he does either. And, and, you know, he's never answered questions. Um, He's always been kind of a turd nugget, which I think that's what I like about the man. But um, he was asked, like, hey, you know, the rumors are that, you know, Robert Kraft's not going to ask you back next year. What are your thoughts? And he's like, well, I'm just focused on our next game. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Because on the inside, you're like, either I want out and that's why we suck. Or uh, you're nervous as I'll get up because you're about to be unemployed for the first time in some years.
0: Well, and welcome way- to Hillbilly and the Hipster Sports. I'm the Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Way to date yourself there, Chadwick. Uh, The mad dog. I'll
0: leave leave you with this.
1: He is certifiably insane.
0: He is. He used to be a local in New York.
1: So Um, I also am mad about him because he was so sure that the Phillies were going to beat the Diamondbacks. that he said if the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, he would retire. Well, sir, you're not retired because I heard you on the radio today. And thank God the Phillies lost. If you're listening to this and you're a Phillies fan, no, God loves you, but your baseball team sucks.
0: (laughs) Well, I got serious in my car now, and in all honesty, I thought Chris Russo was dead. I didn't know he was still (laughs) alive. And I'm like, oh, these must be old, like from WFAN in New York. And I'm like, oh, no, this is new.
1: That's real. Yeah, he's still, he just, he's got one tone, and it is annoying.
0: Well, I'll tell you this about the Pats and Belichick. It all makes you wonder was it really all Brady? Everybody said Belichick made Brady, but I really wonder if Brady made Belichick.
1: I think it's a, I think at one point,
0: Brady so made I, Belichick.
1: I think they're both overrated. I think if Brady played, it's the same thing with LeBron. If LeBron played, Michael Jordan could play in this era. And he would average fifty points a night. LeBron couldn't play in Jordan's era because he would cry and end No, up, he'd cry. He'd he'd die. Bill Embir would take him out when he drove the
0: lane. And it Forget Lamber like the Celtics. Forget even Bird or Mikhail, Danny Ainge. Danny would have owned him.
1: And I'm here for it. Hakeem Olajuwon would have just knocked him out. I'm here for that too. But yeah, I uh Brady couldn't have lasted. In Joe Montana and and Dan Marino's era, I mean, if Dan Marino had the rules and the protections that quarterbacks today had back then, he would
0: he would have won there, a
1: Super Bowl. He would have won a Super Bowl, and he would have just put up ungodly numbers.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm here to say in in full, I'm willing to take the the judgment. I like Tommy.
1: That's because you're a Jared. Jared is it Jared Wilson.
0: It's Jared Wilson.
1: I'm, I'm losing my name. That's because you're a Jared Wilson fan and he's a touchdown Tommy Homer.
0: No, he was a Pats fan. He still is a Pats fan.
1: No, I'm fully aware, but he, he loved, like, I remember talking to him. Oh, you love Tommy. Oh, yeah. He and so I, I contend that's why you love Tommy It's because you love Jared Wilson. Full disclosure, I, I too love Jared
0: Wilson, just not that much so Andy I know we're gonna talk about joy this week but I got I gotta get something off my chest and here we go so you were in Iowan for a season or two
1: yep didn't see this coming but here we go I was I actually um I would move back to Iowa tomorrow if we could live and if I could move back to Cedar Falls okay,
0: okay. So I was going to call you because, you know, in the back of my vehicle is an eight pound drilling hammer and an axe. And I was going to have you pick up a baby sledge and come so we could go to Iowa. Because in the hall of the Iowa State Capitol, there is a shrine to Satan. Somebody beat us to it. Well, I know. And hold on. I'm glad about that because I oh, was all I, prepped, I was all I prepped the to go. And, and go up there, I'm like, why does no one have the stones to do this? There's an Iowa state representative who's like, I'm a pastor, and it's okay, and this is religious freedom. And, and even people in my own state association are saying, well, as Baptists, we never said religious freedom is just for us. It's for everybody. And I'm like, I think it's for everybody. That's the problem with this so-called open religious freedom is that you've allowed a shrine to Satan in a state capitol.
1: But we could, you know, but you wanted to throw a fit and take a nativity scene out a few years ago. Well, because it's not, it's not religion for everybody. It's religion for everybody that isn't a Christian.
0: Well, everybody that isn't the right, woke, panty-wearing Christian. I'm sorry, what? I meant pastor, panty-wearing pastor.
1: I thought you said panty. I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. I did say panty. Man, the the fire is burning hot tonight.
0: So I, I gotta tell you, you gave me some hope um, this morning. And so this is a shout out to my boy, Sun Trust, aka Globe Life. to your you told me about your son and, and I was like, there's a future in my in, in, in one day, we will have a Christian prince who will rise and lead us to be the Christian nation that we are. And yet, I think SunTrust Throne is going to be later on because, yes, well, first before we talk, there is a Christian prince who arose. There was a gentleman from Mississippi who went to the Iowa State, uh, the Iowa State Capitol. He beheaded the statue and crushed it, and then immediately um, let himself be taken in by the Iowa State Police. He surrendered so he, himself to the Iowa State Police.
1: Here's the thing: I read that, and I I really thought like this is the best
0: Babylon B I've ever read. No, and it was real. So it gets better because they're. we starting things, to go
1: fund me for his bail? That's what
0: I'm hoping. Like, because what is I'm, his bail? I'm I'm chipping in. I definitely am because at the same time, right? Dusty Devers, Southern Baptist pastor, won his special election. He's an Oklahoma State Senator. Running on a true uh, abolitionist uh, ticket of you know to abolish abortion, um at the, at his campaign rally when they uh, when they won whenever when he made the speech they sang the the doxology and then simultaneously broke into because he lives, um like there's hope. There is hope, can and even tell though... you
1: Can I tell you what makes me sad? And I know that we're talking about hope and and joy, but can I tell you what makes me sad? What's that? Is. When there are pastors that are openly complaining on social media because our speaker of the house is praying before session, and there are pictures of him praying, and yeah, so I don't know what
0: pastor would have a problem with that.
1: I know of a couple, and I just it it breaks my heart because I they don't want to see the the church grow and expand. You know, they just they're content with it dying off and us becoming I don't even know what they think we should become.
0: Well, then I think they should take their proper title and not call themselves pastors anymore and call themselves pastrixes.
1: I, I, th- I think a lot of things that I can't say, <laughs> but I just I can't figure it out. Like, I didn't know a lot about the new speaker, and so I did some research, and I think his, his convictions are Pretty legit but when i see a politician who has a legit faith and has a le- seems you know you never know the person right you only know what you read but if what i'm reading is true and his prayer life is the way it is and his life is the way it is i mean supposedly he opened
0: is, the prayer room you know that, yeah. that that hadn't been used for a few years
1: and so for you to complain about that and think there's no no spot in politics for that? Shame on you. Why wouldn't you want godly men and women leading this country?
0: Because then you can't have satanic shrines and state houses.
1: Well, I'm starting to think that there are pastors that's what they want.
0: I don't disagree with you. But wait, let's get back to Satan for a second. In Florida,
1: that's not, you that's not something you hear every day on the pod, is it?
0: In Florida, they also had a very similar Satan shrine, and yesterday, uh, a woman in her fifties wearing a T-shirt that said "Catholic Warrior" went in and smashed it. Shout out was, to the Catholics, and su- was subsequently arrested. And then I read this morning she was released, so I Shout can't recall. The I can't recall the gentleman's name. That that Christian prince, God bless him, who tore down the one in Iowa, but prayerfully oh, maybe he will be released and there won't be any charges. I, from what I understand, the Satanic Temple wants to press charges. So,
1: well, of course
0: they do. My fear is at some point someone's <laughs> going to twist this into a hate crime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can talk for hours on that kind of stuff, but I that's going to
0: be a series. Hey, but let's talk about joy. Joy to the world! It's
1: Christmas time. You know what? You know what? Sometimes brings me joy.
0: I'm assuming that you're going to say what, even though you haven't. Oh, what? What, Andy? What bring? What sometimes brings you joy, my brother?
1: the The fine blacksmith merchandise and apparel from Saint Gagano Armory brings a lot of joy to my life. Uh, You know?
0: Do you know? Do you know why it brings me joy? Why? Because I know why my bottle opener brings me joy. They bring me joy because of this. Let me tell you. They use
1: traditional techniques to make unique and stunning pieces, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Gagano himself. Each item is a literal work of art. St. Gagano Armory believes that quality and authenticity are paramount, and that's why they use the finest materials and take pride in their commitment to craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but they're functional. Functional, Chad. They are bottle openers, functional letter openers, functional bookmarks, functional hooks, functional apparel, if you will. But on top of all that, because he's got you covered on all your, your blacksmith needs, a portion of all sales goes back into the community. So why settle, especially this holiday season, why settle for mass-produced items? When you can own a one-of-one... Uh, something hand forged and something unique. So visit St. today, browser selection. Now I will say that, that, uh, St. Galgano himself is on vacation right now. He is. So, uh, so if you're, you're wanting to place an order or check it out, um, wait till January. Um, also I did say, I think I said last, last week that Brandon Ligon, um, uh, a faithful listener, uh, and he won the latest bottle opener giveaway. I just have to make my way to the post office to mail it to him. So, uh, it's coming, it's coming, but uh, so congrats. Be getting a uh, railroad spike bottle opener sent to you, uh, from the, from the podcast and the people at St. Gagano Armory.
0: And so, you could check them out on the social medias on X at St. Galgano and they're on Instagram at St. underscore Galgano underscore armory. Again, you can check out their store, St. Galgano armory. And yes, the, the fine folks there are on vacation. Um, A well-deserved so, vacation. Absolutely. So how's it feel to be the one who, who actually invented blacksmith apparel? I'm just going to say that you invented it. You
1: know, Everybody has a burden in life, okay. Everybody has something they're called to. Um, I'm just a normal man, okay. I'm just a just a normal guy. I am a co-leader of a nation of dumpster fires, okay. I I don't I don't claim to be anything special. Uh, special Ed. That took a turn, and we're canceled again. Uh, but I will say this: I wake up in the morning and piss excellence, okay. I mean. You're welcome, nation, for blacksmith apparel.
0: Well, I think you had some joy this week because you got a package in the mail. <laughs> got a gift from a listener?
1: Oh, God lover. That made me, that made me so are we putting that video on uh on I Instagram? Could, and, I could and I could put on it Twitter? on one
0: of the sociables.
1: Let's let's do that. It's that's good stuff, man. I uh I was busting some chops a few weeks ago and asked for a blanket and a pie because Chad got one. Uh, and I I got what I asked for. Uh, So I got a package in the mail. I believe it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? It was. It was Tuesday. And I was told to record myself opening it. And so I did just that. And uh, it was a blanket and a pie. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and uh, my kids' wrestling figures and the elf on the shelf thanks you for the blanket.
0: <laughs> Who ate the pie?
1: Uh, no, it's still on the counter. I'm waiting for a special occasion
0: <laughs> to eat the hostess fruit pie.
1: To eat the hostess fruit pie, it's a Bobby Hill special, is what that
0: is. It is because he
1: Bobby Hill did love the fruit pies,
0: love this fruit pies. Uh,
1: so that brought me a lot of joy. Um, let me tell you what else brought me some joy this week. Uh, the last the last few weeks have been pretty hard. Um, mm. Work is nuts. Just a lot of travel. Um, for such a, a joyous season that Christmas is, it, it brings a lot of heartache.
0: Um, uh, it, it can just wreck you with anxiety, heartache, fresh oh, heart.
1: The pressure to – because, you know, kids don't always comprehend – and so you're trying to to get the presents and and be the good dad, be the good uncle, be the good aunt, um, grandparents. Uh, Christmas brings some heartache to me though because uh, in 2016 my grandmother uh, passed away mm. on Christmas. Um, uh, so that this time of year is always a struggle for me since then, but four years ago yesterday. So as we record this, it is the 14th. Um, and so four years ago on the 13th was a day that, that I probably would have made my grandma one of the happiest people in the world. I couldn't believe,
0: I can't believe it's been four years.
1: Yeah, man. The pictures are great. I was there. Uh, you were there. You were an integral part of it. Um, and I, I'll post, I'll post a couple pictures on our Instagram. Um, when this episode
0: drops now that you have the credentials
1: now that I have the credentials. Yeah. Um, so four years ago, uh, my, my nest grew, right? We, uh, for, for a while it was me and, and Dr. Wife and, uh, Trust. Trust. Um, we, and you know, we were a happy little nest. Right. Uh, and then, and then our, our, our murder became complete. Um, and uh, the adoption of our, our youngest, uh, who is now seven, um, was finalized. We went before the judge. Um, and, and so I have a lot, of, a lot of just so much joy and happiness when it comes to thinking about that day for multiple reasons. And so one of those reasons, uh, most people when these adoptions happen, um, it's the, the child and the parent's. Uh, any siblings, and then maybe one or two other people, right? Maybe some grandparents. Uh, I think we had 50 50 people show up.
0: It was the largest crowd of the people who were finalizing adoptions that day.
1: It was the largest crowd to date at that point um, because the the judge and the clerk kind of freaked out a little bit trying to figure out why there were so many people in the gallery. There were a
0: lot of people. Oh, there were a Um, lot of people.
1: So some backstory, you know, I had just switched churches. I had been serving at at this church as a youth pastor for a while. And then I just got hired at another church uh, full time uh, as the youth pastor. So we had, we had people from both churches. We had family, my parents, uh, my grandfather, um, Dr. Wife's parents, um, siblings, you were there. Uh, matter of fact, when we went to our last meeting with DCS, they were like, "You have to bring some sort of support system." And you um, chose me, so we chose you. <laughs> um, you made the you made a short list, and then we chose you. Um, and it was just it was awesome. And so, doctor wife and I had talked about adoption for a long time. Um, always knew that we were called to adopt. It wasn't something that we we came across. Um, lightly or that we just got bored one day and were like eh, maybe we should adopt um, it's something we had been praying about and knew we were going to do be- really before we had SunTrust, um and before we were married but uh, so there, there's some joy knowing that this little boy um, is mine Right. I didn't I didn't create him, but I'm I'm taking him in and he is mine. Right. Um and there's some significance to adoption if you want to look at it. I think. Am I frozen? No, you're good. Okay, you weren't moving, so I didn't know. Um adoption is very biblical.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: one of the best ways we can show the gospel is through adoption. Amen. Because you know, again, the three happiest days of my life, three of the five in no particular order are the day that Dr. Wife and I got married, the day Sun Trust was born, the day the adoption was finalized, and the days the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. <laughs> right. But if you, if you look at the adoption process, the way that works, you're, and, and this is, I'm going to mansplain everybody knows how adoption works, but right. Like a child is born and it's either given up for right away or through foster care, whatever. And it goes from one family to another family and it is incorporated. And that family says, this is, he is ours. He, you know, he is everything that I am and, and I want to raise him and, and, and make him mine right and so if you look at the gospel we are sinners wandering through a world looking for a home and jesus says you know what come with me and 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 god says you know what you are no longer a wretched sinner you are now my child I am I'm pulling you in. You are mine. I I am I am taking responsibility for you. I am here to to raise you. I am here to to push you in the direction you need to go. I am here to, to guide you, so on and so forth. And my friend, if you cannot find joy in that, I don't know what you can find joy in. Um and I can't find the scripture off the top of my head. But scripture says, you know, we're no, and I'm paraphrasing, but we are no longer wandering through life. We are sons and daughters of the most high
0: king. I mean, Peter says, you know, we're we're priests. Yeah.
1: And it's it's beautiful. The adoption process in itself, beautiful. Knowing not only am, am I a father who adopted a child. I am a father who has been adopted by God. By the creator of the world. The the one who created everything thinks enough about me that he's like, you know what? I'm going to cover you.
0: It's a I'll good word.
1: It, it just...
0: Well, I don't mean to stop you, but now you make me feel like a heel because my joy was I want to channel like... Ben Affleck and Goodwill Hunting, and throw my Adidas jacket, grab an axe, have you get a baby sledge, channel my inner Southie, and go take down Satan in Iowa. Who's car we that... driving? Exactly, wrong Who's movie, going... but still close. I, Good, but but you know, I,
1: I'm right there with you. Who's car we gonna drive?
0: <laughs> and now you're like, oh, you brought this up, and it's all. No, that was I. I remember that day vividly, and I was, I was like, I.
1: I was going through pictures, and I really hope that one if he's listening to this I, I mean I I'm pretty hard on him um he's at that age that I struggle with the most um as a matter of fact doctor wife told me today that that I ride him pretty hard um but I you know if he's listening because they sometimes will listen to the car uh, I hope he knows that I I do love him greatly and I'm, I'm super proud of of him the strides that he's made in the the time that we so we've had him since he was 18 months in that area just under two years old uh, he's seven now so you know I, he's he's made great strides and i love it i love watching it uh, he played football for the first time this year and he was mad that he was in flag football and couldn't tackle matter of fact he got multiple penalties this year because he couldn't reach the flag and he's like forget it this this kid's going to the ground
0: <laughs> uh, and i so know, i wanted to be i wanted kareem to a... jackson of flag football yeah,
1: I wanted to be upset, but I was like, I get it, man, it'll be fine. He's
0: uh, a, he, he, it's, the wrong, it's the wrong era for him to play flag right, football. Right, yeah, he
1: he would have been good for flag football when I was a
0: kid. Um, But they didn't have it. Well, I forgot, I'm old. They didn't have flag football when I was a kid.
1: We had flag football, but it was really full contact football without pads.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was nuts. Um. But I just I I don't know, man. I was looking at at the pictures, and I, you know, from the time that we got him until well now, because you know, my phone is. If you look through my pictures, the majority of my pictures are of my kids, um, and and me, and you. Um. But I was looking. There's one picture, right? And uh, I posted it, and I believe I I sent it to you as well um but it's it's got him and we had these shirts that say uh family ever after or Mm -hmm. something something clever like that and so he's wearing a shirt and he's got this smile and he's holding one of those boards and it's his born and it's got his birthday uh uh, 2016 and then home when he came to us in 2018 and then forever was the adoption date 12 13 of 19 um and i was looking at that and i was like man that's just a sweet picture and then i look at it and i go man that kid has a huge head like like you he's he's very um he's very thin he's a thin child he's very lanky um he's right now obsessed with workout videos and he wants to lift weights so i think <laughs> at one point he's going to be pretty fit um So looking at him now, like, you know, like, there's no way that he has my genes because I am not thin and I'm not pretty fit. Um, He's I'm a big boy and he is not. But you look at his head and you're like, "Mm, maybe there's a chance that that he is mine. And here's the thing. He is mine. He he wholeheartedly uh, is a crow um matter of fact the first time he met my family because he was a super shy little boy and i don't know where that little boy went um when we first met him he didn't want like, to talk to anybody he just screamed
0: um ain't he would seen some stuff
1: oh yeah yeah he's he's seen a few things um and so i, I told my family because he he came down for our family reunion and um I, he loved horses and that's how i got him to calm down like hey we'll go ride a horse and he was like you you can do that. That's why he likes me. That's you, why he started calling me dad, because I got the horse with him.
0: Because you put the magic out.
1: That's right. And so I uh you know, uh we I call my and realistically I was talking to Pepal, right? Um, because if you don't know my grandfather, he's he's me just with less of a filter.
0: So knowing your grandfather, if the if the Crow family had no horses, your granddad would have gotten somebody's horse to be there oh, that day.
1: Yeah, no, we uh yeah, he'd have called in every favor he could get. Or, so I,
0: or borrowed a horse. Yeah. For that no, day.
1: Well, he'd have brought it back, but it was definitely borrowed. Um no, so we uh I call and I was like, look, he is very shy. He's very timid. You can't get in his face and yell and scream and all. Huh? Don't be you, essentially is what I said. Like we've all got to calm down and chill. We can't be our normal, dysfunctionally functional selves, right? And then all of a sudden, we get there, and my uncle Jimmy comes up and saddles the horse. Uh, Jimmy is my grandmother's brother. It's always saddles
0: Uncle up. Jimmy.
1: I'm uh, telling Uncle Jimmy's pretty awesome. Uh, so he saddles up this horse. It's like a Stephen Curtis Chapman song, and we throw the boys up there, and he he leads them on this horse for probably 30 minutes, just walking them all over. um, And, like, I've got a picture. I'll try to find that picture, too, and post it. But, like, they just, like, both boys, SunTrust was up on it, too. um, And so then we finally, like, okay, we got to go. Let's go see, you know, let's go meet Papa and Grandma and Pop-Pop and Aunt, Aunt Claudia and all them. So we, we go into the house, and uh, we're... <laughs> We're sitting there, and I walk in first, and I'm like, hey, remember, like, he doesn't like loud noises. He's very shy, so he's not, don't be offended if he doesn't come to you right away. And then, so, Mason now likes to make me look like an idiot. Okay? And if you if you think to yourself, well, I wonder if that just started. Here's the thing. It didn't. It didn't, because that kid walked into that house like he owned that house. And he grabbed a book. He's a boss. And saw saw Pepal sitting on that couch. Climbed up in that man's lap. Gave him the book and just looked at him. And I'd be damned if Pepal didn't just sit there and read to him. Like they had been friends for freaking ever. Sure. And so from that moment on, like he's been a crow. So Uh, can
0: I tell you something? I don't think I've ever told you.
1: Well, this is terrifying. What's up?
0: So I know... I know Mason longer than I know you. So before we officially met, Uh the night we officially met, I sat in first church behind the childcare worker who was holding Mason.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. And we were
0: playing with him. Like he was, he was looking at me. I grabbed his, I put my finger in his hand and I was making faces at him and stuff like that. And I didn't know, um, I didn't know whose kid he was. She just said, "Well, one of our staff members right there fostering him, or something along those lines." And I never put the correlation together that it was you. And that's the night that you and I officially met.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He, like uh, in our
0: in our sort of bro way, like sup.
1: Yeah, sub so, because <laughs> we we, all, we thought we really hated each other. Um, no, like he he wouldn't go to many people. It was it was Ashley, and if she wasn't around and there was no other choice. It was me. Um, but second choice was Miss Shelley. And I think every kid That's needs a was, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. I think every kid needs a Miss Shelley. Um Miss Shelley was the uh the kids director at the church that I was serving at as a youth pastor. Um and like she was so we lived we lived in Terre Haute, we didn't have family up there. She never missed a grandparents' day. Anytime Turner's preschool uh, or the school had grandparents a day, Michelle was there. And, and Turner would always, SunTrust would always con her because they always do grandparents' day when there's a book
0: fair. Mm-hmm.
1: And so SunTrust would always con her into buying him a book. They know how they're going to make
0: their money. Oh, man. And There's so no she- books at Book Fair. It's all toys and junk. Come on. And, then, you and, like,
1: and then you'd go to pay Michelley back, and she'd be like, what are you doing? Like, I knew what I was getting myself into when, when I went.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I never understood that until I became the children's director, and then I started going to, to Grandparents Day. and So here I am at Grandparents Day, which is awesome, right, that these kids and, and their families think enough of you to ask you to come.
0: Yeah, as a surrogate. like
1: that. As a surrogate grandparent. But here I am, 30, 35, 36 years old, walking into Grandparents Day for a third grader. And all these grandparents are like, "Uh," and you know, they want to ask. And yeah. I, I'm i definitely not saying I'm their youth pastor, right? I, uh, you know, no, no, I even like one kid, man, one kid, I told him, I lean down, I go, hey, see those old, old people over there? He goes, yeah, I go, they are freaked out right now. He goes, yeah, said, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to call me Grandpa Andy. And he's like, what? I go, trust me. So the kids have to stand up and they have to, you know, introduce, oh, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and my, my grandpa Bill is here. Trenton stood up like a G. Hi, I'm Trenton. I'm however old you are in the first grade kindergarten whatever and he's like and this is my grandpa andy and everybody's like ah.
0: the math does not work boy like
1: they're like i didn't have the heart to tell them like i'm from kentucky whatever um but you know and it worked where we it were. was funny but no like Miss Shelley was awesome just backing up on that but yeah so for everything over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of drained the joy out of me. Last night brought me so much joy on multiple multiple levels. One, just the the memory of the day that you know he became a crow. Um, officially, he had been a crow for a little bit, but how when he officially became a crow. Um, but also the joy in knowing that that I too am adopted. You know, I, I grew up in a broken home. I grew up. No, I didn't meet my dad till I was 30. I don't even have my dad's last name. I have my mom's maiden name. Um, And so I had longed for a dad, like, my whole childhood. It was cool. I had my uncle and my granddad. They they played the dad, and they filled those roles magnificently, I might add. Uh, You know, I could hope to be half the dad that those two were um, for me. Not to mention their own kids um, so I, I had that that longing but but to know that I was adopted, right that that God chose me. I didn't I didn't choose God. God chose me. there's a lot of joy in that. You know Mason didn't know us from Adam. We're just two strangers that showed up at his foster parents' house and brought him a a, a stick horse because we knew he liked horses and we weren't going to come empty handed. And so we gave him a stick horse and that bought his attention and affection for a little while until he would feel comfortable with us. But Mason didn't, didn't choose us. We chose him. Right. We, we said we, that one's mine. How much for the kid? Um, Which is a running joke. I, uh, I get in trouble a lot because you know, I'll tell people they'll ask about my kids. I'm like, well, we we had a kid and we bought a kid, and then they just kind of freak out and look at me, and I don't explain anything. It's just fun for me.
0: But like the things you may you know, find on TikTok, right?
1: Like, you got a really good deal on Facebook Marketplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like we chose him, and now he's with us, and he will forever be a crow. I did not choose God. God chose me and I will forever be an heir to the king. God chose you and adopted you into his family. You, Chad, will forever be an heir to a king.
0: When I think about, in, that's a good word, like in Romans 8. I mean, I was thinking verse 14, but even starting in 12, like Paul writes that we are debtors not to the flesh. and verse 17 says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him.
1: That's right. It's beautiful. Amen. It's terrifying. But it's beautiful. And so, I, I you know, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to stop talking for a little while and let you get some words in.
0: I got nothing to say.
1: So over over this week, right? As you as you listen to this, and the week coming up, and really this whole whole season, okay. Let's look at it that way. There's going to be a lot of things that can bring you down.
0: going to be a lot of things that can bring you joy, and there's going to be a lot of things this season that suck the joy right out of you. Right? This is this season by the world is invented to make you feel inferior that you don't have enough money, you've not spent enough money, you don't deserve joy, you need to. Have the whole star-spangled family around the tree. You know, if you're alone, you're not alone. You've got Christ.
1: So it, it, when things start to come down, you're like, man, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, If you are a follower of Christ, if you are a professing believer, if you have, you know, followed Christ in, in his ways, you're a child of a king amen you are you are a prince you are a princess uh in every shape of the word you what do they what do they say when you graduate you know we we put this degree and all of its rights and privileges on you Mm -hmm. when you're adopted into the kingdom of god you are given the title of child
0: of god with all of the
1: rights and privileges afforded to that and
0: and the rights and privileges that truly only belong to jesus that we have we truly have no claim to
1: no you you should have no claim to deserve it you've done nothing to deserve it you can do nothing to deserve it you can do nothing to earn it but the great thing and this is gonna this is this is a touchy subject but the great thing about it is once it is given to you it can't be taken away you can't lose it Watch out now. You are a child of the king. When Mason was adopted, he became my son. He cannot, I I, I can't give him away. He's mine. You can try to take him. It's not going to be pleasant.
0: Are you kidding me? Dr. Wife snatched him in the middle of the night between you and me, and both of us had no idea that boy was gone. At the football field. I
1: know what you're talking about. (laughs) I was so mad about that. You were oh, ready to kill goodness.
0: me. You like you lost my child. I was like, I just turned around. I'm for 45 over here seconds.
1: coaching. And so then I look, in my text and Ashley and Mason are just cackling about it. And I was like, you—that is not funny. If you've never lost your child and freaked out before, zero out of ten. Do not recommend. So other than doctor wife, you can try to take him, but it's not—it's not—it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to go well, right? Satan can try to take you from God. It's not going to go well. No. If your faith is strong, it's not going to go well. No. Look at Job. Satan took everything from him. Still a child of God.
0: And look at the apostles. God gave him back more.
1: Look at the apostles, man. Look at the... The... the and And this isn't very uplifting, but look at the the torturous ways that they were put to death because they wouldn't come off of their faith.
0: but the beauty in that right is that that before they're martyred, right when they originally start to take on the punishments and the beatings and the arrests, they ask for more. That's they what I'm glorify saying. it. they say this is it's a privilege to be beaten for the gospel. Let us be bolder in our in our ministries. So while,
1: while for a minute, that's a rough time, you're still a child of God. They're still a child of God. They're going to, they're going to, I hesitate to say go to sleep because, you know, I don't want kids to freak out and never want to go to bed, right? Their, their bodies are are taken out and and asleep and they're going to wake up in heaven with God. It's beautiful,
0: amen. It is the
1: the joy with that is is un uncanny,
0: and I gotta say this: like just thinking about the the apostles praying for boldness, right, and 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 thanking it a privilege to be beaten for the gospel, and yet we have we have wusses in pulpits today who say, "You, it's okay to let this." Uh, Temple as Satan be in our in our halls and our it, it's okay like we should honor it we should accept it we should just, let it let it stand
1: let them walk through it and 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 pray about it but but just let them walk through that issue I don't know if that's the right way to do it
0: see now I regret that I didn't buy that cannon press flamethrower from Doug Wilson's No Quarter November and I would have strapped that to my back and burnt down that, that Satan statue.
1: Well, I'm sure one's coming to a government building near you. I
0: checked today. and I'm, there I'm, actually, a, I'm shocked there isn't one.
1: I, I'm shocked that it happened in Iowa and not Denver.
0: But I will tell you this. Uh, two days from now, I did look that the Satanic Temple here in Denver is having a huge concert holiday celebration at a at a theater in Denver. <laughs> and um I don't know. I might just go down and protest. I
1: don't know, man. I saw uh, where a Satanist was they uh, said that, you know, don't wish me a Merry Christmas, don't push your religion on me. Well then I hope you're not celebrating the holiday. Hmm. Like what what are we doing here?
0: You know, I, I think about joy, and and as I was focused on joy this week, and just trying to think about what to do this week for Advent, and maybe make it a little different. So I I had the honor and a privilege to pray with a bunch of of godly men, pastors throughout the Mountain West region on Wednesday mornings, and I had the I I got to lead them yesterday, and I thought about oh, joy, man. and so we prayed through Psalm ninety eight. And so when I think about joy, this might not be your, your quintessential Advent verse. But I think about uh, Psalm 98. Um, says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in the joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. And there's so much in there. And and the thing that I was really left with yesterday as talking to this guy, pastors down in Albuquerque, and we really talked about the non-negotiables. Like we don't have enough, non, or we have the wrong non-negotiables in our lives, right? God is rarely a non-negotiable or our time with the Lord or family devotion time or whatever it is and it really hit me that i i want to have i want i need i should have more joy because i shouldn't be letting the rivers or the hills worship the lord more loudly than i am oh absolutely
1: i we uh I, i think we forget about that verse too often that if we're not gonna shout for our Lord that the very rocks will cry out. Mm -hmm. And what a sad day to think that we're coming close to a time that they're going to have to shout out the majesty of God because we're either not paying attention, we don't care, or we don't want it.
0: And remember, the earth is groaning waiting for Christ's return for that second advent. And, And sometimes... We're not groaning at all. We're we're we we become comfortable. We're not even anticipating it. Sometimes we want to put it off. Well, don't come today, Jesus. I got uh, I I got I got Broncos tickets. Don't come today, Jesus. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, we don't we don't want and, it. And, and don't so... I
0: don't have Broncos tickets. I ain't got that kind of money. No, me either.
1: So, I'll and you know. To harken back to what your shout out to SunTrust, uh, I, don't, I we can't get too deep into that.
0: No, but he's my future Christian prince, although he's been trumped by by this new Satan warrior,
1: but Satan uh, killer. He he recognized this week the sheer awesome power and magnitude of God. Amen. I mean, he was he was baptized at a young age. You know, he he accepted Christ.
0: I was there too uh, for that.
1: You you were when I choked slammed him into the water, um, in a horse trough. No horse trough. Um, uh, again, one of the happiest days of my life. But um, he's ten now, and the strides that he's made is is pretty cool to watch as a dad just a dad alone, but as a dad who's a pastor, that's, that's even more awesome.
0: He's a little punk.
1: Oh, he very much is, (laughs) but I love him. Uh, But for him to, to recognize and be able to put into words, how he put into those words this past weekend was, uh, it was awesome. And it, you know, and then it takes me back to that, that verse of, you know, the, the rocks crying out, like there's some hope. That we're not going to have to have the light, the, the lights, the rocks cry out because mm-hmm. there, are, there are children, not just Sun trust not just Mason, not just you know Billy and Susie at church. Like there are kids that, sure, some of them their parents have them sitting under pastors who they have no business sitting under, but there are others that are sitting under godly men that are and godly parents who are teaching them the exact right way to look at God and to trust God and to follow God. And they pick up on that and then they put it into words and it just shocks the ever-loving bejesus out of you. Amen. And there's joy in that too. There's joy in knowing that there's a generation – coming that is longing for legit relationship that my generation kind of screwed up and that's okay can't wait i think there is a revival coming that will be led by that generation that is going to be pretty awesome
0: and and i'll tell you this and, and i'm not This is more like outward thing. I think being in the midst of having been in parts of church revitalization now for for well over 10 years. Don't just put it on them, folks, right? Like, don't hear like, oh, it's okay. It's the young folks. Because this is the problem between why you have new church plants and they're all young people and they're ready to go. They're missing the older folks. They're missing the multi-generations. They're missing what your knowledge what your love of the Lord is, what your wisdom is. So don't just push them aside and say, "Well, they're going to come. I don't have to do anything. I can coast. Let them do all the work. Go alongside no, them. No, go as, alongside as a, them."
1: As a youth pastor, I think I hang out, I hang out, I hung out with the senior adults as much as I, hang, I hung out with the, with the teenagers.
0: You need a <laughs> balance, of,
1: but don't. And I, I think one of the the neatest things we did was during COVID, we set up pen pals where we assigned the little kids and the teenagers a senior adult and they wrote and sent gifts and whatever back and forth all throughout COVID. um, Which really one gave the kids something to do and an extra set of grandparents. And two, it got the older adults invested in the kids so that when everything picked back up and happened, I never had to want for anything for my youth group. Hey, we're wanting to have this meal. Oh, we've got it. Hey, we're wanting to go to this event. Oh, let me buy those tickets. I'll tell you, we, I have forever done a progressive dinner around Thanksgiving time with my youth groups. And I had senior adults fighting over who was going to host what course and how many courses we were going to do. Hmm. We went from a three course meal to a four course meal because we had to have a whole salad course so I could add a family in. The 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 I older adult that. the older adults need the younger adults and the kids. The kids and the younger adults need the older adults. The younger ones will pour life into the to the older. And the older will pour wisdom into the younger. And with that, we'll just all sit and glorify God together. Amen. And it's stinking awesome when you can watch uh, an eight-year-old have a conversation, full-on conversation, with a 70-year-old and not miss a beat. Mm. One drinking hot chocolate and eating a donut, and the other... Eating a bagel and drinking coffee. I love Ron Parker. By the way, he doesn't listen to this, but Ron
0: Parker is a pretty awesome person. You know, when you were talking, I don't know why, but it just got me thinking about John Montgomery. I made a post about him too here recently. Man, have you?
1: And just I, the short
0: time I knew him, that man had such an impact on my life. You have no idea. A, a picture popped up of me and him. He
1: it was towards the end for him and I went to check on him and I sat with him for a little while, um, while his wife ran an errand. Um, and he, it was, he, he went rough, uh, and, and a lesser person, it would have, would have destroyed. Right. But even through the bad times, he was smiling and joking. Um, I came to know him, I always called him Big Tom Callahan, Mm. because he looked like Big Tom Callahan from Mm -hmm. Tommy Boy. But that man poured into me and encouraged me more than any person I know when it came to to me following my call. Because I ignored it, and I ignored it, and I tried to run from it, and Bob Weeks really pulled me into it. But if it wasn't for John Montgomery staying on me and praying for me and loving on me, I don't know that I would have been able to to be where I am now. He was just full of positivity and love. Wicked wisdom and wit. Oh, man. And just as funny as could be. Would always be able to brighten your spirits.
0: Well, this is uh, maybe the unorthodox route to joy, but we don't have to do anything orthodox here.
1: No, because that's why we are the Dumpster Fire. Go
0: find the joy.
1: It's there. Open your eyes. It's
0: there. Well, check out the fine blacksmith merchandise at St. Galgano Armory. Uh, StgalganoArmory.etsy.com. Check them out on Twitter at St. Um, Check us out. Uh, you can connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at Hill Hipster Pod. Um, you can email us hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. We got a couple maybe at least two more episodes before Christmas. Hit us up with your best Christmas songs, your favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas movies, Christmas traditions. Um, and I gotta tell you, we have a new business, um, although it's a it's a service that we're gonna provide to the nation. If your state or town decides to erect some kind of uh, satanic sculpture, you you hit us up and we will be there with the drill and hammer and the axe and we're going to buy some baby sledgehammers and we will go uh, there and take it down.
1: Be careful. Because then you're gonna you're gonna write checks that we can't cash.
0: Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> I was ready to do it. I was gonna I swear I was gonna drive to Iowa. If no one's gonna happen this weekend, I was driving to Iowa and I'm gonna take it out myself. Oh man. I wanna be there to watch. Because if not a Christian nation, whose nation? Right. And is that the nation you want? You want a satanic nation? I mean yeah. I mean, come on. We already have a satanic nation. Satan's got his hand on half the pastors and the pulpits, if not oh, more than weird. half. Um, you know, in what our children are watching, how they're being taught in school, what they're, you know, boys or girls, girls or boys. Frosty whole, to snow, they them.
1: That's a that's, that's a whole episode in itself. Merry Christmas. There's joy out there somewhere. I promise you. Find it. Find it. And hey, here's the thing. If you find somebody who doesn't have joy, show them joy. Amen. Love them. Introduce them to Christ. Let them see the joy in your life.
0: And if you don't know, have a relationship with Christ or you're just dabbling, know that it's our sin that separates us from God. And the only way, right? Jesus tells us he is the way to truth and the life. The only way to reconcile that relationship is through Christ. Christ who came, you know the story came as a baby born of a virgin, lived with us, laughed with us, cried with us, went to the cross, took on a punishment that we rightfully deserve, but died for us, was buried and rose three days later so that we could, have, we could be heirs to what we talked about, to what Paul wrote in Romans, Absolutely. heirs to the kingdom. Absolutely. And that joy with Jesus starts today. You know, in the quote, to quote John Piper, You may say, Chad, what if what if you're wrong? And I'll tell you this: if Andy and I are wrong, then Andy and I have wasted our lives. But if you're wrong, you're gonna waste eternity. Yeah,
1: and uh, that's not a bet I'm willing to take.
0: No, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to ask questions. I mean, find a local church, ask your pastor. If, if you struggle with that, I mean Andy and I are not your local pastors, but you can ask us and we'll we'll put you we'll find someplace for some reason I I've grown to know a bevy of pastors of good Bible believing Bible preaching, expository preachers and pastors throughout the nation we could find a good church for you
1: we'll We'll get you hooked up, I promise but on that note, it's getting late. We love you guys. We do, we do, we definitely appreciate you being being a part of the the dumpster fire Nation, as we've coined you um, pray that you you find the joy, pray that you find the peace and the hope that is the advent season, and uh have a good rest of your week.
0: yes, thank you, Christian Prince, whoever you are to take down that statue and for the nation stick around. It's time for pie.
1: Raise the record button to stop it.